Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Rings. I'm Jeff Wells. I've had the privilege and the opportunity to be used by God to share the gospel all around the world. Today, I want to talk to you about Turin 2006. This is my second time going to the Winter Olympics, and the Winter Olympics are very different than the Summer Olympics, obviously. It's colder, it's different sports, and it's just a different atmosphere. And one of the things that's different about the Winter Olympics from the Summer Olympics is just the size of the audience. Typically, uh, most Summer Olympics could be, you know, dozens of million, uh, 10 or 12 million people coming into a, a city for the summer games. There's just a ton more um, different uh, categories of competitions, different sports that take place. And of course, it's Summer Olympics, so it's a, a more appealing vacation spot, if you will. Winter Olympics, it's much fewer actual competitions and sports. Many are outside. It's cold. <laughs> and um, because of that, it's usually just a few million people that come into the Olympic host city for the Winter Games. And so, Turin 2006, or Torino, um, was uh, in Italy, Turin. And if you, if that city sounds familiar to me, to you, maybe you've heard of the, the Shroud of Turin, which is, in theory, um, the cloth that was laid on Jesus when he was buried in the tomb. And the theory goes, and there's, there's debate about this pro and con, um, that the, the idea is that when he was resurrected, that his image was um, kind of left in the, the cloth that was laying on him. And so the, the idea is that uh, housed in a church there in Turin or Torino, Italy, is uh, the shroud, the, the cloth that was covering Jesus in his death um, and consequent uh, resurrection. So that's kind of uh, the Christian uh, connection for Turin. It's a beautiful little um, city in Italy, kind of from a cultural standpoint, popularity-wise. It is also uh, the place where the espresso coffee drink was invented. And I learned when I was there that that had to do with... Um, uh, some monks uh, that were um, in a monastery just outside Turin, and they liked their coffee like that, and the, the local people discovered it. And there's a little cafe in a square there in Turin where the where it was popularized uh, for the public, if you will. And so, find myself in Turin for the 2006 Olympics again. This is my um, so 2000. I've been in Sydney, 2002 Salt Lake, 2004 had been in Athens, and now is my fourth, uh, my fourth uh, Olympic outreach, and I'm in Turin, Italy. It's cold, um, but it is a beautiful city. Italy is a beautiful country, um, and I was grateful to be there. Before I left, and I, I think I've mentioned this before on another podcast with Josh and Scott, but um, I wanted to just share it as a short story here for us to have easy access to as well. As I was preparing to leave for the Olympics, um, God has always been so gracious to provide for the financial needs of every Olympic ministry I've ever been a part of. In fact, it's kind of a testimony of my whole life. God has always been faithful to provide what is needed, um, both for his mission and his um, uh, ministry that he's called me to and equipped me for, but also that that has a direct connection with my 
family's needs and my needs and and so forth. It's always God has always been so faithful. So it was uh, the night before I was uh, to catch the plane out of St. Louis to fly to turn Italy. And I get a call from a, a member of my church and he had asked if he could come by and pray with me before he left town. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on over, Jim. And Jim, um, neat, neat family, him and his wife and his teenage son had not been at my church very long and um, before I was heading out for turn. And um, he had learned of the ministry, learned of my going. And so he came by that night. He prayed with me, gave me some encouragement, gave me a wonderful book to read while I was um, on my uh, trip, long flights to Europe. And so he leaves and I'm packing everything up. And um, as I'm putting the book in my carry-on, I notice there's an envelope in the book. And I open up the envelope. And in it is a, is a wonderful little note of encouragement from Jim and $300 cash. And I'm like, wow, Lord, this is very generous. What am I supposed to do with this? Because up to that point, God had already provided all the financial needs that I was aware of for this outreach. Um, airfare, meal, money, um, lodging, all, all those things were already covered. But I just took it with me, knowing that God would reveal what his plan was when the time was right. And so, get on the plane, make my way to turn. And this particular Olympics, we were there a couple of days early before the opening ceremony. And so, the day of the opening ceremony, our team made it a go to find our way into uh, one of the big plazas in turn where the Today Show was taping. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, it's a very um, natural place to engage in conversations with people. Obviously, many of the people who will be gathering there oftentimes are English-speaking people, whether they're Americans or not. It just has a, a natural draw. You can find a large crowd gathered there, so there are many opportunities to engage in gospel conversations and it doesn't hurt that that we have had opportunities to have brief gospel encounters with the Today Show staff, um, both on the air and producers and, and runners and all those kind of people. And so we found where that was happening. And sure enough, we we were hanging around, just talking to people, many of them Americans who had traveled to be there for the Olympics. And um, one of my team members, a friend of mine, um, had come to me and said, "Hey, I want to let you uh, want to let you know I was sharing with this couple over here and, and discovered that they have two extra tickets for the opening ceremony tonight." And um, he said, "Would you be interested in one of them?" I think I he, and he said, "I think I can get them at a reasonable price." And I said, "Well, you have to define reasonable because the face value on them was not reasonable. It was very expensive." And so, um, he went back and started talking to them and I just, I just prayed silently and was looking for other people to engage with and shared the gospel, I had many gospel conversations in that time being, and he comes back and he says, um, $300. I'm like, what? He goes, they want $300 for the ticket. I'm like, I'm supposed to be there. And so, um, 
did not plan when I left where we were staying that day to be out all day and night. So I stopped by a little store, bought some um, <laughs> uh, long johns to put on underneath my clothes that I was wearing and um, prepared for a, a cold evening in uh, the dark outside in Torino, Italy. But I was sitting in the stadium for the opening ceremony of 2006 Winter Olympics. Now, here's the cool part. That in and of itself, I think, is pretty cool. I, I just love how God will so oftentimes show up and show off. And I think that's what he was doing. But lest we get caught up in the the fanfare of the Olympics, again, it was a unique opportunity. It was an incredible experience. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But even leading up to it, we had to be there several hours early. Basically, uh, for those Olympic ceremonies, um, everybody in the audience was a participant in some form. So we we had this little package of things we were given, kind of a bag of things we were given when we arrived. One was like a white um, poncho that we were instructed to wear throughout the whole um, ceremony so that we, you know, when the camera um, would pan across the audience, everybody was in white. So it kind of gave the snow effect. We had um, cowbells that we were um, supposed to ring at a uh, uh, ring at a certain time in the production, um, and a couple other things that we were doing as part of the ceremony, and so that was that was fun and neat. But because we had to be there early to be prepared to be in our seats, because you know it's a worldwide audience, um, they they didn't even want you to get up out of your seats to go use the restroom after like an hour prior to the um, ceremony beginning. We both had opportunities to engage with people around us as we entered the stadium and went through security and was kind of waiting around, you know, grabbing a, a soda or maybe a hot dog, something to eat or drink before we went and sat for um, a couple hours for the ceremony. And then once you went into where your seat was, I was sitting not with any other team members of mine because... There were only two tickets available. I had one single ticket and another team member um, took the other single ticket and it was somewhere else in the stadium. And so I, I didn't have anybody else from my team, but I'm sitting around a bunch of people. And so what do you do when you got a bunch of time on your hand? You start talking to people around you. So I talked to the couple on my left, hear their story, where they're from, what God is doing in their life, share the gospel with them using the pen, the gospel pen. Um, and I did that with the, the people on my right, the people in front of me, the people behind me coming in, met a wonderful family from California. I'll never forget just a, a really, um, sweet family with a couple of preteen, uh, girls and, um, they were from Orange County, California, and I'd been there just a few years before. And so using all those opportunities of a wonderful experience of meeting some wonderful people. And then transitioning to the gospel. And that, again, is one of the truly unique opportunities about the Olympic ministry is it's Acts 1-8, all in one place. place. It's people from my neck of the woods in the Midwest in America to people from places uh, in countries I would never have an opportunity to engage in gospel conversations with. And so what I'm reminded of is that there is power in the moment. 
And you and we're tempted to think the moment has to be extraordinary or special. And that's kind of one of the the dangers of showing sharing these Olympic short stories is there's this there's this temptation to think it's only the spectacular, unusual, um, out of the ordinary moments that count. But that's not the case. We could be in, in the grocery store. We could be um, uh, engaging in, um, you know, the gas station, getting filling up our, our gas tank. Um, there are many opportunities throughout the day where we have opportunities to engage in gospel conversations, plant little gospel seeds, water the seeds of those who've already heard the gospel. And so I, I just want to encourage us as we wrap up this episode of Beyond the Rings short stories that we would use our opportunities, all of them that God gives us to share the story of what Jesus has done for us, whether it's a one minute quick um, hit uh, testimony, or we get to share the entire gospel testimony, or we start by asking for prayer and we pray with the people or we commit to pray for them. Let us just be found faithful. And knowing that God's not only going to provide the resources we need, but the opportunities which we can then capitalize on making much of Jesus. Thank you again for joining me for today's episode of Beyond the Rings Short Stories. And again, encourage you, if you would consider supporting Beyond the Rings, go to beyondtherings.net. There you can find out how you can be a part of what God's doing in the Olympic ministry outreach. Thank you again. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.